This episode of Real Garbage is brought to you by music and how it just takes you back to a random year. This episode of Real Garbage is also brought to you by the Trollolololo guy. This is Real Garbage. I hate this couch. Yeah? I hate it. It's not even mine. It's it's Blake's. Oh yeah. I'm storing it here for him essentially. I have worn it right down. I got <laughs> boards underneath it. The cushions are this they're just not comfortable. It's not a comfortable couch. Which is funny because it deceivingly looks comfortable. That's what I thought. When I first started sitting on this thing at his place, I was like, oh, this is a great couch. And now I'm like, no, this couch this sucks. This is a shitty couch. Blake, that, take it back. <laughs> that one's pretty bad too. I got that from a thrift shop. Oh, uh, for nice. I actually paid 120 bucks for that couch. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. it's not worth it. Get ripped off. Oh. What's going on? What's up? Not a whole lot of beautiful you know, day. It is beautiful time. I am. I went to the grocery store today. Mm-hmm. People, I don't like. I don't like how freaked out people are of each other anymore. I know. It is I don't know wild why I said anymore. That didn't make any yeah. Sense. <laughs> I just don't. I I hate when people see you in an aisle and they're like, oh, they freak out. I'm like, why? Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm a fucking human. Like you're a poltergeist. Yeah. There's no, <laughs> there's no difference. I'm not sick. I'm not sitting here coughing all over the place. Yeah. Just, it would be one thing if you were in the store and you were showing symptoms of being ill of any kind, yeah, if you not look, even COVID. You look like the guy in the back of the room in a zombie movie. Like, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. And he's pa- I you're, did pale get bit. And you're pale and sweaty. Yeah. That's one thing. But if you look like a normal person and you're just walking around, living your life, trying to buy some apples... And people are treating you like that. It's r- it's really frustrating. It's just really sad. It really yeah. is like that. Uh, so many people, because of the way this was handled mm-hmm. in a lot of parts of the world and the way it was blown out of proportion for what it is, are just like, oh my god, we can we can never touch another person. We can't shake hands ever. We're never gonna hug each other again. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, it's no, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I'm I'm over it already. I'm like, if I get sick, I get sick. Mm-hmm. I don't care. If, and like I've, I've had this conversation with a few people. Everybody's gonna die eventually. Mm-hmm. As shitty as that sounds, we can't keep everyone confined and away from this because we were talking about it earlier. Our immune systems are gonna get way too weak. Yeah. And then something else is gonna come along and just destroy us. Mm-hmm. Like a flu will kill you. Yeah. If you're you know you don't go outside for three months and at a time. And you're constantly stripping away that bacteria with sanitizer. Yeah. It's like taking antibiotics for a long time. You need yeah. to take probiotics to get your good bacteria back up. Mm-hmm. I'm a doctor. I know this stuff. <laughs> MD, Jeff, Jeff Olarnik. Olarnik, medical doctor. Medical doctor. I'm just watching that. Got my degree online. <laughs> just watching History 101 on uh, Netflix. and oh, I watched the one on plastic, and it just... Is it depressing? Uh, it is. Oh, it's really no. depressing. It's because it's only 22 minutes long. I, it's, there's nothing you haven't seen before. I watched yeah. uh, the one called The Plastic Ocean, I think it was. That one was fucked up. They're oh. like cutting open birds, and the birds are oh. just full of 80% plastic. They say that even we are full of microplastics. Probably. You probably eat the equivalent. What do they say? They figure you eat the equivalent of a credit card a week. Yeah, figure that one out. I have my retainers in right now, and I, I don't want them in anymore. Uh, yeah, that's just soaking. <laughs> I had a retainer for four years, even longer than that, actually. And 
that just I'm sure it just soaks into your bloodstream all the time. Probably. It can't be good for us. I got plastic on my wrist. Oh, I don't know if that's plastic yeah, on plastic. my wrist. What is plastic that? Plastic on my wrist. Oh, a scrunchie. Oh yeah. wait. Oh yeah, you're Fitbit. Let me watch. Watch Samsung. buddies. <laughs> um. Yeah, I uh, was I gonna say one place I do not want to catch myself right now though is the gym. Oh fuck no! Just thinking about being around really sweaty people who could be sick. I'm like, get your bodily fluids away. <laughs> well, just uh, think of how much um, liquid is coming out of someone's mouth. Some of those big power lifters that are just. <laughs> Oh, blasting sick. out every oh. single rep. Like if you could just visualize, if you could see <laughs> you it visually what was coming out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think I'm. I'm not stepping in into a gym. No. For a long time, I might go to the pub for wings here pretty soon. But I was saying to you earlier that because so many people are being dicks about everything reopening, mm-hmm. if I hear somebody being a piece of shit. To somebody working at the pub, I'm going to fucking let them have it. Yeah. I I am not going to stand by and just be like, ah, yeah, you have every right to be a a dick. No, No. you don't. If you're going to be a dick, stay home. Yeah. Just stay home. You don't need to be out. No, if if you're not comfortable going out, that's fine. Nobody's forcing you to go out and nobody's forcing you to stay home anymore. But if you're going to go out when you're uncomfortable with it just to, you know, get an escape from your house and then treat the people like shit who are putting their lives at risk and like working. No, yeah, no, go for a walk by the beach instead. If you want to get out of your house, but you're not comfortable being around. I just don't understand the mentality of the people that are going out and being dicks because like, be thankful. Be thankful that you're that you're you're we're not you're not being forced to be confined in your house. Yeah, you can go out. Mm-hmm. Understand that everyone else has been dealing with the same shit, and yeah. now people in like restaurants and bars are already stressed enough going back to work, having to wear masks and sanitize everything. Mm-hmm. And then you come in and go, nah, you're blah blah blah. I'm not happy with this and this and this. Well, then fuck you. Yeah. I wish. I wish. I wish there was uh, something in the. I think you you can just be honest and and with people in the service industry. You I could. Wish. No, you 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 could, but it all comes down to what the fired. what the well, what the management says. Yeah. Because you're if you let's say we open a bar and in that bar we put on the wall we say I we give we reserve our, the right <laughs> we reserve the right to be honest with our customers. Yeah. And then if somebody's being a piece of shit, you could just say, listen. Fuck you. <laughs> don't ever come back. And I don't give a shit if you write a bad review. You knew what you were walking into. Yeah. You're not going to treat my customers like crap. Or mm-hmm. my customers, my, my employees like crap. Mm-hmm. So you're going to come in and be a dick. We're going to be dicks right back. Yeah. That's like the, there's a place like that. In Restaurant the dicks yeah. in Vegas. I went there once. Me it was, too. It was, it was, we were in great. San, we were in San Diego. I'm like, this is awesome. I love it. You guys were dicks. Yeah. But it was like, they, it was all in good fun. Yeah. So I just, I like that. I wish... There's been so many times when I've been bartending or serving where I'm just, I just like, I, ooh, this is what I want to see. You're like, I'm right about now. to go off. Yeah. But there's always that fear of like, oh, man, it's going to look bad on management. It's like, fuck that. It should be like, no, your manager should walk up to you and go, what, did, what happened? What'd they say? They said this. And what'd you say? You said that. Perfect. That's fine. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. You're being a dick customer. Mm-hmm. And you want to say anything else, you can get the fuck out of here. But this, we, it's not the world we live in. Nope. It's kind of sad. The customer's always right. Oh, my God. The customer's <laughs> always an idiot. <laughs> Unless it's us and we're customers. Yeah, then, we're, then right. It's, we're right. We know what's up. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I harvested a bunch of my kale yesterday. 
Ooh. Pretty awesome. <gasps> they're, they're huge. My lettuce is gigantic. I have to figure out what to do with basil. Apparently, you can just put it on pizza. Oh. Just full leaves of basil. I'm yeah. like, I'm just going to try and eat a leaf of basil and see what happens. See what it tastes like. Might the make basil syrup. Basil syrup? Syrup. Like simple syrup. Oh. Infused. I was thinking of pancake syrup. syrup. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. I made a Dutch baby for, uh, for dinner tonight. Yeah. You ever had one? No. It's fantastic. You need a cast iron pan. Sounds so good. It's just egg and flour and milk and butter Ooh. and vanilla. Yum. That's pretty much it. I'm, oh, one thing I'm so looking forward to now that things are slowly opening is breakfast at my favorite breakfast place. Where? Third Street in Sydney. I have been wanting a Benny from there for two months. Hmm. I wanted to go to Third Street on my birthday in March, but everyone was ordered to be in their houses three days before my birthday, and everything shut down. So I've been patiently waiting for my birthday gift to myself. Eggs Benny. I was thinking about it on the drive here. It's so wild that we are five months into 2020. Five out of 12, or just five months in, and January, like, the helicopter crash with Kobe happened. February, Australia was on fire. Right. Australia was also in, on fire in January, too. March, COVID! And we've been shut down for April, May. And I'm just, like, waiting on bated breath. What, what the fuck's next? What's next? Who knows? If the Amazon keeps burning, then, uh, yeah, then, then we're going to see a lot more shit. Yeah. And that's where we need to strengthen our immune systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I could see 2020 ending one of two ways. One, it ends great. We all have a very happy Merry Christmas. Uh, we have a snowy Christmas, which underlying it isn't that great because climate change. But a white Christmas would make everyone happy. Serotonin would go. You'd be all warm and tingly. Or, sorry, I got distracted by a bird. It happens. <laughs> that, and, that and squirrels. Yeah. Or uh, January comes around, or December comes around, and we're all getting ready for Christmas, and then the world gets attacked by a bunch of <laughs> monsters. I was going to say natural disasters or kaiju. Kaiju. From Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah. You got to save Pacific Rim OG for Tyler. So there was a, there's a, I read a fact about, yeah. while, I was, while I was waiting for you to come over, I read a fact about this movie. Mm -hmm. They say that, Gypsy Danger from the first one mm -hmm. stood at 288 feet tall, mm -hmm. weighed over 7,000 tons. Mm -hmm. Now, in this movie, the the Jaegers are like way bigger than Gypsy Danger. Yeah, they're huge. Yeah, which would, let's say they're 400 feet tall and 12,000 tons. How the hell do they throw spin kicks... Do jump kicks. I know. And roll and <laughs> jump. Like it, they're not they're not rockets going <laughs> off. These things aren't spring loaded with muscle. Like it's it's just it just defies physics. I know. And the fact that there are these teeny tiny people in the huge bodies and they're mind melded together and they're like throwing simultaneous kicks yeah, and all it, synced it, up and man, like what if we don't see any of the actual training, the physical training for these Not Jaeger pilots. Not in this pilots. one. No. Nope. And we like, don't see anything substantial in this one. That's why it was on my list. Because yeah. Pacific Rim, we can get into that debate later. 
when your imaginary person on your side is with you. And when yes, I will have here. someone. I will have someone sitting here. <laughs> but Pacific Rim, it had substance. You saw people training. They explained drifting, what it was. They explained kaiju because the war was like right in the thick of it. This one, it had the mentality of... Yeah, I remember everything that happened in the last movie. Well, that was 10 years ago. The war is over. Everything's hunky-dory. Um, we have even bigger robots now, but just for, like, display, kind of, because the war is over. Yeah. Um, and there's a bunch of kids involved now. They're in the training program. We're not going to show the kids getting ready for it, but by the end of the movie, we're going to show all the kids in their own Jaegers mm -hmm. fighting together. Zero training, zero preparation. Yeah. They're just great Jaeger pilots. Yeah, right. Like, it, I didn't understand why 10 years later, 10 years later, I there's know. still a Jaeger program. Mm -hmm. They're still pumping billions of dollars into it, mm -hmm. obviously, because these things are gigantic. Yeah, The backstory behind it, which they touch on very briefly, when Scott Eastwood's character is talking to John Boyega's character and John Boyega's you know, saying we won, that's it, get over it, stop thinking about it. And Scott Eastwood's char character is like, but we don't know why they attacked. Is it Lam Lambert? Yeah, Nate Lambert. Yeah, Nate and Jake. Yeah. So Nate is saying, you know, we don't know why they attacked. We don't know what their purpose was. They so didn't wipe all of us out, so you can't rule out that they're not coming back, yeah. which is why they kept the Jaeger program, but to put that much money into it, especially when at the beginning of the movie, you see impoverished <laughs> cities still not rebuilt. Yeah, dead. There's dead <laughs> kaiju bodies still. Mm -hmm. Giant skeletons of kaiju laying around. I'm like, why in 10 years yeah. haven't you cleaned that up yeah. and rebuilt? But he's like, some of the coastal cities survived. Others didn't. I'm like, well, like well, re rebuild re them. You don't just leave the town ruined yeah. after a hurricane. And also, what coastal city is that? <laughs> that no was idea. that was okay with just being skipped over the kaiju cleanup. Like it, it that's, that seemed yeah. There was that's a whole big plot hole. They did not try to fill it all. No, it's like this doesn't make any sense, guys. Yeah. And this is 2035. Oh, so I was, I, it's so it's 2035 at okay. this point. There should be however many years more from now? billion people on the planet. Fifteen so, years from now. Yes. Because the other one was in 2025. That's when it took place. Wow. Yeah, ten. this is 10 years after the... Wow. Yeah, in 2035. So 2035, let's just say there's almost 8 billion people on the planet right now. That's 15 fair. more years, there's probably going to be another 2, 3 billion. Unless we're all dead. Well, yeah, because that, this is also, if you want to get into the whole global warming shit, yeah. around the meridian is going to be unlivable because it's mm -hmm. going to get too hot. Yeah. And then you got climate refugees pushing north and south, so that's just going to overload the cities. They're not rebuilding these cities. It's like, well, where are these people living? <laughs> yeah. Are you just pushing them out into the forest and going, go nuts? But I digress. Let's get into this. So yeah, I love we get the the recap of what happened. And so this is like, if you haven't seen the first one and you want to watch this movie, well, we better just give you the first five minutes of the movie to make sure yeah. you're on the right page. They just got to spoon feed you this. Because like I'm sure there's a lot of people that watch this going like, I haven't seen the first one. I don't know what the hell's going on. Well, in the first one, I haven't watched it in a while, but I don't remember a point where 
Idris Elba's character says he has a son. He does not. I looked no. it up too, okay. and it, he, it was never mentioned. So he just acts like Mako Mori is his daughter. He never mentions his son. That's, that's my, a big that's disappointment to him. Here. Yeah. Because like he only talks about Mako, his adopted daughter. Mm-hmm. Does not mention his flesh and blood son, Jake. That he's... Who is part of the Jaeger program. Yeah. So like he's, how old is he in this? He's got to be 22, 23? Or is he like... I don't know. Because the rest of the cadets look like they're 15. Yeah. Because he said like a week after he got kicked out of the Jaeger program, his dad died. So maybe, let's say so for argument's sake, he's 25. His dad died in the first movie. Yeah. He sacrificed himself. So he was part of the Jaeger program 10 years ago. Yeah. And there's no mention of him. Like, why? Why wouldn't his, his interest he, be like, he my was, son was in the Jaeger program. Yeah. And, you know, he dropped out. Yeah. Should, be, should have been at least a mention of him. So I found that really, like, wh- no. why? It, it's a classic case of when... Guillermo del Toro made Pacific Rim. One thing I've noticed about Guillermo del Toro's movies, at least a lot of them, is he makes standalone movies. He doesn't really he plan. Did, he, he did Pan's Labyrinth. Yes. Right? I'm trying to download, download that. I can't find it anyway. I fucking love it. If I can find my DVD copy. Nope. Um, nope. No. <laughs> yeah, I can't watch it. I don't even have a, there's no slot on this thing either. It's weird. Um, But yeah, Guillermo del Toro, he puts 100% into his movies. And sometimes like at the end of Pacific Rim, there was a little tie in in case it got picked up for a sequel. But you could tell when he made Pacific Rim, when he directed it and wrote it and produced it, he wasn't planning he, ahead. He was mm-hmm. solely focusing on this movie. Whereas Pacific Room 2, it was only, I think, written partially he, he, by Guillermo he, he, pro- del Toro? he produced it too. He didn't, okay, didn't he just didn't it direct though. it, which you can tell immediately. It's a big difference. Yeah. Um, so this one, I feel like, was directed and partly written and produced with a sequel in mind. Um, they, which, they, they shouldn't, they should just. No! Just leave it. I feel like if you're making a movie and throughout that movie making process, you're already planning for a sequel that seals your fate that your movie's going to be bad. Well, yeah, because that happened with one before. Was it The Last Witch Hunter? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. with Vin Diesel. Yeah, because at the end, it's uh, Charles Dance is like, ha, 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 so yep. the game is on. Oh, no, that's Dracula. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dracula and But they were planning that, too. Yeah. They were also, if you watch Warcraft, they were planning on a sequel for Warcraft, and they're probably not going to get it. Just if you're, pl- if you're planning a sequel that's not part of your, like, three system plan mm-hmm. it's gonna fail yeah and look at lord of the rings yes, tolkien say that. had his books peter jackson filmed the movies back to back to back for continuity and he had a meticulous thought out plan he didn't start fellowship and think oh this might get this, this might, might let, have a sequel this might let me do two towers shit and then he'd have to go and retcon or add stuff in the story of the fellowship to make two towers make sense. Yeah. This is what they had to do. They were like, shit, Charlie Dunham, Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam doesn't want to come back. Uh, Idris Elba, we killed him. Uh, Mako, the girl who played Mako Mori wants to come back, but she's only back for half an hour. 
you know, we have to come up with a whole new cast. Just make up a story. Oh, yeah, Idris Elba had a son. We'll just say he was in the Jaeger program. Nobody will pick up on that. Nobody will fucking call us out on it. <sighs> yeah. Right, so we're introduced to Jake uh, at, the, at the beginning. He mm-hmm. is telling his story about how, you know, they decommissioned Jaegers and you can get, you can steal they parts. Won and the war. Yeah, make a lot of money. So uh, we, we meet him. He's stealing parts from Jaegers. I found right off the bat, I'm noticing because they're in this Jaeger and he's got like the criminals with him, which mm-hmm. seems really weird that you would bring the criminals with you to, to your, steal parts. Yeah. Just because they got guns and they're like, ah, nice try. You've ripped everybody else off. We're going to get you too. Mm-hmm. You notice how, because that Jaeger had been there for a while, right? Yeah. Not a speck of dust. No. Not a speck of dust. In no. Even if people were constantly raiding the Jaeger and well, trying to strip it for parts, or even if it was being patrolled for maybe the first five years, maybe the first seven years by the Pacific police, whatever, it wouldn't. they wouldn't be meticulously cleaning it. No, because he slides down one part of it, mm-hmm. and there's no dirt trail behind him. There's no dust on him. I'm like, well, come on. It's just, I'm just being real picky here. Yep. But we meet um, Amara? Yes. So he chases Amara down. Amara Namari. Amara Namari. Interesting name for a very They really girl. tried. He, she built a Jaeger yeah. her, by herself. That, I will not lie, when, she, when her little Jaeger scrapper was revealed, I was like, fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> I will agree. It's cool. It's pretty neat. But she's like five foot two. Mm-hmm. 110 pounds, maybe. How could she physically build a Jaeger? Yeah. Like, you... you. She'd need a harness and, like, a self-police system. She would need... Like, that thing is... Hers is not very big, but it's at least 60 or 70 feet tall. Oh, totally. It's big. Yeah. Those parts weigh hundreds or thousands of pounds. It's physically impossible for her. And she's by herself. Yes. She's by herself, and she's, like, 13. Yeah. It would take... I like I know people who built cars on their own by themselves. Five years to build a fucking car, mm-hmm. and, and she can't have been building it for ten years because no. she would have been. See, that's oh, didn't think <laughs> about this. That's another inconsistency. Skipping forward, when she mind melds and drifts with someone, um, uh, she they has see that memory. her. Yeah, she has the memory of her and her family on the bridge when the kaiju's first attacked, and in that she looked probably ten. Mm, yeah, I, I was eight, like eight, eight or ten. Yeah, and then in this movie, I don't know her age, but it seems like she's thirteen or fourteen. There's no way she's older than that. But the war was ten years ago, so you would have been three or four. like what the, the yeah. timeline? They did a good job at setting up. This is where it's taking place, and it's ten years after the war. Not many shitty movies on our podcast even t- give us the kindness of telling us when yeah. and where it's happening. Like, thank you for that, but you're wrong. Yeah, but the timeline is so spotty for her, but not for John Boyega's character because he's probably like 25. So 10 yeah. years ago, he'd be 15 in the Jaeger program. Yeah, so that was uh, that kind of irked me. Yeah. So she has. So she they they get arrested. A, a, yeah, like uh, arrested. Well, they're getting chased by. Oh yeah, by this Jaeger. The Jaeger that's chasing them looks like it's 500 feet tall. Yeah. Or bigger than that. The and, thing is massive. And oh god, what's it called? Ajax, Ninja Ajax, or I some can't shit. Remember. Um, he has a lot of patience. He just is He's constantly like, telling them to power down. Come on, down. guys. Seriously? Yeah. There's even a point where he goes, seriously? seriously? Yeah. 
Like this is it's so cheesy. And then she's again rolling mm-hmm. a sixty foot tall, however many ton. And it's armadillo tucked in itself. Yeah, and it's rolling and it's going faster than it was when it was running. Yeah, that to me just defies all logic. Yeah, doesn't make sense. Yeah, they get arrested. So uh, this is like, and everything in this movie goes, it's a long movie. It's an hour and 50 some minutes. Yeah, it's it's like two hours with the credits. Yeah, and everything just clips along real real quick. Like, okay, they're arrested, boom. And then they get approached and it's like, you're going to come be a trainer. Yeah. And you're going to come boom. work with us or you're going to go to jail. All right, cool, boom, bam. They're in, they're on the military base like, yep. immediately. It's so quickly paced and not in a good way. No, because we meet, so we meet uh, Scott Eastwood's character here right away. Night. I feel like he's a, Budget Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. She looks like to me. Side note: Can we just talk about how much Scott Eastwood looks like his dad? I don't think he looks a ton like him. Oh, I do. Really? I've never seen his mom, but I, when I first saw him in, I think it was one of the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. I had no idea who he who he was, but I was like, that motherfucker's related to Clint Eastwood. I bet my See, life I, on it. I didn't get that. I don't look at him and go, "That's Clint Eastwood's son." I just, I recognize him because I know he's Scott Eastwood. And oh. I'm like, oh yeah, that's Clint Eastwood's son. I, I know that guy. Not that face. He has the same, like, what is I just, I just the picture, get off my lawn. That's the only thing I associate <laughs> Clint Eastwood with now. Yeah. Get off my, my lawn. lawn. Just just growling. Growling, staring <laughs> at, his, at his yard. <laughs> I was like, what was that, El Torino? Yes. That was, a, that was a good movie. I was trying to think of the name. I almost said Guantanamo, and I was like, that's not it. <laughs> so they get right into, we do see some training. The simulator is the only training we see them do. Yeah. And this I find pretty funny. Like, Scott Eastwood is like, as soon as uh, Amara, she gets put in there with somebody. She's never drifted with this guy before, mm-hmm. so they don't even know if they're drift never compatible or not. Never drifted any time. Yeah, she's only run her Jaeger by herself. Mm-hmm. So he throws her in the simulation with some stranger drifting, and then they get their asses kicked, and he's like, well, I thought you were some big hotshot pilot, but it doesn't look that way. Yeah. What kind of instructor are you? And then, to top it all off, Jake is says... Um, even advanced pilots have a hard time with that. What the yeah. fuck? But my first thought would be, hey, um, maybe you and this person aren't good drift partners. Let's yep. try you with someone else. Let's try you with everybody mm-hmm. and maybe explain to you what drifting is and how to handle it. Because later on, she drifts with Jake. No problem. Well, no, she does have a problem. She gets stuck oh, in I'm the memory. Of later, later. No, on. she gets stuck in the memory. Yeah. So I'm like, you don't even know how to drift. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing chucking her in there right off the bat? Because yeah. in the first one, um, there's they, a couple like he, her, him and Mako. They made such a big deal about yes. drifting compatible. Yes. That has always and will always be my biggest argument against this movie is because in Pacific Rim OG, they made such a big stink about expressing just how complicated drifting is and how complicated it is to find a partner, let alone in Charlie Hunnam's situation, him and his brother, but then he lost his brother and then him and Mako being able to drift. That was a big thing. Yeah. And now here it's like, oh, you drift, you drift, you drift. Fuck everyone drifts. Yeah. <laughs> and I even... <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Everyone drift, everyone drift. Drifting. But yeah, if that you just, wanna it, be a Jaeger, 
drifter. Come on, let's go. Get in and pilot kaiju. <laughs> it just seemed so, they're just like, well, whatever. And it wasn't a big, big, big problem at all. No, and I even, at this point, I was reminded of the drifting debacle. And I looked up the wiki on drifting. And so, break down. It's a mind melding between two people that shares memories, instincts, and emotions. So you're exactly on the same page. And it's usually between two people who have a strong bond of trust. Well, yeah, because Charlie Hunnam was, was his brother, brother first. Yeah. And um, the right side of the Jaeger is considered the dominant side. So throughout this whole movie... Jake Pentecost is on the right side, even though he's been out of the program forever and Nate has been in it and is the top ranger and he's on the submissive side. Are you fucking kidding? Well, maybe he just knew that Jake was better. Maybe. Probably. Um, but you know how in the first one, they don't really say it in this one, which is another stupid thing. But when Charlie and Mako are drifting in the first one and Mako gets caught in a memory and Charlie's like, don't chase the rabbit, blah, blah, blah. Rabbit stands for random access brain impulse trigger. It yeah. Actually is an acronym for yep. something. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Um, so, and uh, uh, the main reason why people aren't able to drift with each other is from an embarrass uh, from being embarrassed about a sexual activity. There is no way I would drift with anybody. No. Fuck no. Uh -uh. There's a part in this movie I wouldn't, no. where uh, Jake goes like, my my dad died after I got to the program. I thought I'd be able to be in a Jaeger with him and drift with him. I'm like, why the hell would you want to drift with your dad? Yeah, no. Why would you want to drift with anybody that you know? No. I wouldn't want to see what he had seen. No. I don't want to see my parents banging. You don't want your parents seeing you banging. No. No, no, no. There's no fucking way. Nope. So that right there, I'm like, nah, I don't want to be part of the program. Especially because it accesses your memories and emotions. Like, you drifting with someone and you get just overrun by all the shitty things that happened to them and vice versa. No, no, no. It, yeah. It seems like a very odd way of running. Like they have this, they spend so much money and on the technology behind these Jaegers. But it has How, two people. Yeah. Why the, why the complicated way of operating it? I know. It's like, this is the only way we could figure it out. Mm, mm, I don't okay. think so. Because in this one, you've got drones. Yeah. Which is a pretty cool idea. You have drone yeah. Jaegers. So right there, you've already advanced past what you've created before. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was the first, I don't know, the first thing they thought of. But I would assume that they would have a team of scientists trying to figure out a better way of operating these Jaegers. Yeah, like, because you're putting people at risk so often. Well, and it just seems odd to have two people in one thing. Mm -hmm. the, like you, oh, the neural loads too much. Well, then fucking figure out a way to drop the neural load down or adapt it different. But get an adapter to yeah. drop the neural load down to a, a, a amount that a human could handle. Like mm -hmm. there has to be. You've you've created giant robots. Yeah. You can create the technology to make them easier to operate. Yeah, I would think. I just think it's so weird that the main thing that prevents people from being drifting compatible is embarrassment from a sexual experience. Well, that's most. That, that's just people are embarrassed about all that shit. In real no, I life. know, but like, it's so interesting that this Jaeger program is filled with like thirteen-year-olds yeah. and older, and 
like when I read that and I saw like Amara not being able to drift with this guy, I'm like, do you have a crush on him? Do you like masturbate to him? Did he did you, like, why, why can't you drift? Because mm. the wiki says you're embarrassed sexually. Yeah, What's, I need that backstory. That's the R rated version. <laughs> yeah. This is what really Pacific happened. rim job. <laughs> so I had to make a note of this, that 24 minutes in, and this is, this is, this is what this movie is all about. It's just the redemption story of Jake. Yep. 24 minutes in, he's like, ah, it's too bad, Jake. You were really good. Walks away, and I'm like, there yeah. it is. The seed's planted in his yeah. brain 24 minutes in. And can we just address the fucking dialogue? Don't mess with my toppings. Toppings? Remember he's making that in the scene where he's uh, like, you could have oh, been to- great. His, to- his, his toppings. His ice toppings. cream toppings. When he's like, toppings are in the fridge. Okay, cool. He's just making ice cream. It just seemed like Jake's Jake's character was just trying to be like a Ryan Reynolds to, yeah. through this whole thing. Yeah. It was all, he was all right. But yeah, the dialogue, his the, the writing was just trash. No, no. Garbage. But I loved, okay, I had watched this years ago when it came out. And then I rewatched it. I remember Charlie Day being the bad guy. And I was like, oh, they do. They actually, and I will agree with. In the with, first one? No, in this one, he's the bad oh, guy. He's the yeah, villain. Yeah. Because he's been taken over and brainwashed by the kaiju. Because he's been more, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of cool. And then, so I, I did think that Charlie Day did a great job. Oh, yep. In this movie, just coming from like his comedic background mm-hmm. and then coming into something like this, still being a bit comedic, but also being kind of serious. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize, I guess I wasn't paying attention to it the first time I saw it because I was just rolling my eyes most of the time, that I didn't realize that he had been like basically possessed by mm. the kaiju. So watching that again now, I was like, oh. Well, that makes sense now. Yeah. Okay, so it's not really him. It's the kaiju. It's and the his, And his actual personality is sort of subdued by it. Yeah. Hmm. It, was, it? it was very the exorcist, like Reagan. And, yeah. yeah. So I, I really did enjoy that. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And him showing that diversity and showing that seriousness and villainness along with his lighter side like it just proves he's versatile. Yeah, it was good. It was it was a it was a great opportunity for him mm-hmm. to uh, play a bigger role in yes. the film, which was cool. So now we go to some protest coverage because they're introducing the drones, and people are like, "There's kaiju worshippers." Yeah, it's like kaiju pita. Which these monsters? But honestly, if that happened in real life, I would bet my bottom dollar that people would be like. Don't be mean to the kaijus. <laughs> Treat them with respect. The bitch, they lit they just came in and destroyed the seven wonders of the world and killed uh, so many people and you're thinking no. See, those people would animals. they would protest until a kaiju came walking through it's, their town. Yeah, and, and then they'd be like kill it. Yeah, ah, fuck these things. Where's Gypsy Danger? <laughs> I had to make a make a, mo- a, no- a note of that like kaiju worshipers like yep. Huh. Like PETA, except oh, it'd be Kita. No. People ethically treating kaijus. Pitka. 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 Pet, petka. Petka. So then now we see, um, oh my God. So in this one, it was a little more, uh, I've wrote down robot MMA. Yes. Because in the first one, okay, it's believable. They're big, mm-hmm. they're clonky, they're lumbering. Yeah. And they're like, they're throwing like and they have slow so motion many, punches. Yeah, and they have so many weapons in the first one. I noticed that too. This one, 
only gypsy Avenger only had the gravity doo doo and the swords. I felt like there was more weapons in this one. No. Gypsy Danger didn't have the sword until the end. Yeah, but Gypsy Danger had friggin' elbow cannons. They were way better at fighting like yeah, fisticuffs. I guess. These this are, one, these it was just like, here's my sword. Oh, it broke. Here's my sword again. Oh, it broke. Doesn't matter. Well, the one had the big, like, Morningstar use, oh, yeah, useless thing, which was yeah. just like, like, wow, you didn't even use it. You and tried that was in the three-person. Oh, let's. <laughs> <laughs> why? So I made a note of this. Why? There's a three. Okay, it's hard enough to drift with two people. Mm-hmm. Now you're but drifting yeah. with three people. Yeah. One of those people is Amara, who's never drifted before. Yeah. And, and what exactly is the third person doing? The Apparently, gunner. she's just the gunner. Yep. Why do you need a separate gunner if yeah. you're running a machine that runs off your brain? I know. Why can't you just go, hold on, I'm going to think about the cannons now. Yeah. Like, that she, I know. I know. It made me mad. Oh, I, I thought that the the Jaeger attack was a drone. I mm-hmm. thought it was the Asian was was Shao mm-hmm. doing it, but we find out later that it wasn't, mm-hmm. and it was actually basically a drone, but being run by kaiju. Yeah, which is in, which is interesting. But like, how is how did Charlie Day's character do all of this with nobody noticing? I know, in for ten, ten years, years, ten years, yeah, ten years, and he's nobody has caught on at all. And also, when um, Jake and Nate are in Australia for the promo you know, promotional smile and wave thing. And they're being carried in by these F-18 jets or whatever. Why haven't they drifted and connected to Gypsy Avenger by then? Because it drops them down and then they start drifting mid drop. (laughs) And then Jake's like, Oh fuck, I haven't drifted in a while and is gaining his balance. Why aren't you already connected and ready to go? And on top of that, he's in the dominant side. Yeah. Hasn't drifted. He's like, it's all coming back now. I'm like, huh? Nate's like, we're going to fucking die. Well, it just seems like you would do a trial run first. Yeah, Jake, a dry when's the last run. time you you was been ten years? Okay, we're gonna give you. A, oh yeah, get in the dominant seat for sure, yeah. bud. But don't you think we should try it out first? Nope, you're good. Nope, go to the meet and greet. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do <laughs> it live. <laughs> um. Also, when Kaiju morphed Jaeger is attacking, nobody questions. Hey. That doesn't look like a scrappy, shittily built Jaeger from a bunch of different parts. That looks like a government Jaeger. Weird. Yeah. Why is a government Jaeger rogue? Nobody questions it. Well, and right after that, uh, Charlie Day's talking to his talking to Xiao, and she's like, "The government has given me permission to get the drone thing yeah, going. Yeah, because we Mako have forty-eight died. hours." Make it happen. That, yeah, that's right, because Mako got taken down. Mm-hmm. But it's like, make it happen. 48 hours. I'm thinking, has nobody questioned her and said, wait a minute, where did this rogue kaiju, yep. where did this rogue Jaeger come from? Is it one of your drones? There's motive, because Mako was going to not allow it. And yeah. then her helicopter goes down. And then Shao is, you know, chop, chop. We have 48 hours to do this. It's very conspiracy loaded and very her motive is there and nobody's looking into it yeah not one person's like wait a minute hold on let's question this person because this doesn't seem right no i don't get it so then newt goes home and he's talking to 
Alice. <laughs> and then we find out it's the kaiju brain and he kept it from the first one and has been constantly drifting with it. And I I want to know if he was possessed right after he drift he and the other guy drifted with so. it in the beginning. I think so. That cuz like once it got to the end of the movie I thought Oh, that makes sense that he was drifting with this brain because it's the kaiju part of him that's drifting with this brain. Yeah. It's not the not Newt. It's not him, the yeah. human part of him that wants to do this. Mm. It's the other part that has been in him. Because even the his his buddy, the the British mm-hmm. scientist or whatever, what, I can't yeah. remember his name. The Her- Kane. Herman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Herman. Kane guy. He even says, like, he, his mind got possessed when, when we yeah. drifted years ago. Yeah. And, yeah. But his didn't. Mm-hmm. So I guess there was one they drifted with that got into yeah. Newt and didn't get into Herman. So he's been possessed for 10 years. So he's been consistently drifting with this kaiju brain for 10 years. What I don't understand is in the first one, when they drifted and they got the kaiju plans and they thought that they were going to win, they realized, oh, shit, the drift goes both ways. So we saw what the kaiju were doing, but the kaiju saw what we were doing too. And that's why our plan failed. So this whole time when possessed him is drifting with the kaiju brain, you know, yes, the kaiju can see what he's doing with Shao and all that, but you know, he, you see little pieces of Newt coming out when, uh, Herman's, you know, like you can fight it. And he's like, no, I can't. Yeah. I'm not, you know, you would think that in those brief moments of clarity, he might, you know, write down or tell someone, oh my God, this is what the Kaiju were doing. They're trying to get to Mount Fiji, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, there was no, and, and even with that knowledge going both ways, that would mean that the Kaiju would be totally prepared for everything that, that the humans have prepared to yeah. fight them with. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense either. Yeah. Because the kaiju would be like, nah, nah, we already know you have drones. Nice try. Exactly. Yeah, we already know that you're going to try this. Nice try. Yeah. Like it, So that doesn't make any sense either. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I know. This movie. Isn't this a good pick? Oh my God. So, all right. So, so, uh, so they go to Siberia with Gypsy of Anger. That's right. And this is right after um, Amara fights Victoria. Oh, my God. And yeah. she's a little ass kicker. Where'd she learn how to fight? And that's another thing, too. On the street. Yeah. T- oh, yeah. I learned that on the street. She said, I'm like, who taught you? Is it your yeah. jujitsu teacher? Come on. And then right before, right after that, there's uh, oh my God. how many speeches were there in this movie? So this is like uh, Eastwood comes in and he's like, hey, what? listen up. Blah, blah, blah. Here's a speech. I'm like, OK, that's the first one. Tick. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then they go to Siberia. Why do they go to Siberia again? Because uh, Mako's last message was oh, an yeah. old Jaeger place in Siberia. That's right. Why the fuck wouldn't they bring back up? They just got attacked by a rogue Jaeger, and they're going to Siberia to check out Mako's last message, and they don't bring back up. Seems kind of careless. Okay. This whole movie's careless. True. I, I love that, again, back to the physics of the of the. Jaegers, because they're yeah. fighting. I love how they can rotate their torsos. Yeah. Their arms can move individually. Their legs can't. Like, there's just so many moving parts. There's so many potential places where these things could fuck up. Mm-hmm. It just, they don't make any sense to me. They're, and also, they're too big, and they're, but there's also, they're also too fast. Yep. They just defy all, phys- all, phys- all logic, logic and physics. Yeah, and gravity. 
And their gravity gun. Well, they can like, yeah, they can like jump and slide and yeah. roll and and kick and like, no, they're gigantic yeah. robots. Do they a can't fucking move like roadhouse that. kick. Basically, yeah, you can't move like that. Then we find out that yeah, this is where so they beat it and they find out oh, it's actually half kaiju and half uh, half uh, Jaeger. And, and like, they take what it is back. Going on? Mm-hmm. And then. Um, Amara and a few other people go to look at it. Oh, yeah. And how did they get in it so freaking easy? I know. Like, they just walk, they wander right in. Yeah, they weren't. And this is another classic situation of just adding stuff to build the tension. You know, they go in there so easily. It's not guarded. And uh, one of the guys that, we don't really know about because the only recruits we get to know are Vic and Amara. Mm -hmm. That's it. Um, One of the guys gets a kaiju blood on him and it burns him. And then Amara gets removed from the program, but none of the other people that snuck in there with her did. And the people who were supposed to be guarding the Jaeger kaiju weren't doing their jobs, but, Amara, the like 13 or 15 year old is taking the heat for everyone and gets kicked out of the program after they sought her out for building her own Jaeger. Yeah, that seemed kind of strange and very, very quick. Yeah, they were just like, no, fuck her, she's done. Yeah, you'd want to be like fighting for her to stay in. Yeah. And I don't understand this either. They're in there, he gets blood dropped on him Mm -hmm. and he's like, "Ah, I'm burning. And they just, he just lays down and they're like, go get help. Yeah. Like you can, your legs aren't burned. Yeah. Fucking walk out of there. I know. Well, go find help. Get out of there and say you got burned by something else. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh she so she's locked up. This is we get another speech. Mm-hmm. Now it's uh it's a Jake speech. He's in there like, oh, this is where he talks about, oh, my dad was this and blah, blah, blah. And I wish I could have drifted with him and yada yada yada. And I'm like, God, there's just too many freaking speeches in this movie. And then she says, uh, Shao hardware was in the Jaeger. And we're like, oh, Shao's a bad guy, blah, blah, blah. I honestly, when I first saw this, I did not see the twist of Charlie Day no, being the bad guy. That is one thing they did very well in this. So yeah. I'll even say that watching it the second time, I was like, I thought Charlie Day was the bad guy. Yeah. What is going on? And it's not till the last 40, 40 minutes you're like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. he is. So they, they did that very well. And then we get another attack. Yeah. Because, like, uh, Amara leaves, and then it's, yeah, as she's leaving, she's being escorted out. That's when the drones power up. And that's, yeah, that's when they start opening up the breaches, right? Yes. Yes. They're making a lot of breaches, and I noticed it was, like, super easy for her to just shut them all down. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, one of those things. Yeah, she hacked in. Yeah, he's been working on it for 10 years, yeah. and he's got the technology. And she's just like. She's like, oh, I'm in the, uh-huh. yep, I've dropped I'm the back the door. Frame. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> but they let three kaiju in, two category fours and a category five. And here's, here's where my point is. I love how many breaches were opened all over the world. And the three kaijus that got in were in the China Sea, uh, Japan, and somewhere else close to exactly them. Exactly where they needed to be. Yep. It's not like one showed up in the Todd Inlet and was like, fuck, I got a long yeah. trek. Uh, <laughs> Damn go. it. Why couldn't Jerry all the way in Japan have gotten let in? But these things are like how, okay, how big are the, let's say the Jaegers are like 700 feet tall. The Kaijus are bigger. Yeah. So let's say they're a kilometer tall. 
<laughs> like, let's, let's say they're a thousand meters tall. Holy shit. Maybe not that tall. They're yeah, maybe. 500 meters tall. Yeah. So they're like the length of a running track in a bit. Yeah. Tall. Yeah. So they can, they can cover a lot of ground every step, yeah. which means they can go long distances pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, so no matter where they are, it's like, nah, they're going to get to wherever they need to go pretty quick because they're fucking gigantic. And some of them have wings. Some of them can s- swim. Yeah. Like they can just jump in the water. Like, all right, let's get there. Cause we've seen that in the first one. So during this whole fight, I also had a point that no one was seeming to seeming, no one was seeming to notice that the drones were half Kaiju. Nobody was noticing. They had kaiju claws. They had kaiju veins and blood. Were all of the drones? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Nobody noticed. Hmm. Yeah, see, that's another thing. Like, 10 years. 10 mm-hmm. years, nobody goes, hey, that looks what weird. What the hell? No, what is that? And I, there was a little Easter egg in there that I loved when Charlie Day is saying, you know, he has a back door, blah, 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 and then r- reveals that he's the villain. Um, there's a code that says... LV-426, and that's an alien Easter egg because they fight on the moon LV-426. And I was like, (laughs) alien. Interesting. The first alien? I think so, yeah. Hmm. Because, yeah, the second one is on a colony Yeah. where they're mining. Mm -hmm. That's a great movie. I know. I know. Um, So a minute 13, a minute 13, (laughs) an hour 13 in, we have a uh, preparation montage Mm -hmm. where heavy guitar, no lyrics. (laughs) Bump, 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 bump. This was just, I'm like, oh, man. That was finally the one good song, and that's because it was the recycled Canceling the Apocalypse riff from the first one. I still have not listened to it. I will. I will. We have to do it after this. Yeah, we should play it as the outro to our podcast. There we go. Okay, that's, that's what I'll do. But the soundtrack for this is... I'm so sorry to whoever did the soundtrack for this. Please don't discredit your life's work based on my opinion but <laughs> it wasn't R- ramen no oh it wasn't that dreamboat he hmm. did the first one some random guy named lars or lando or something did this one lando and it i'm sorry dude it was not good there was no there was it didn't get you feeling things no. it didn't the <sighs> whole i've i don't know how many times i've said this maybe one of our fans that notice, as I always say, it'll compile a montage of how many times I fucking say this. But a good soundtrack always gets the viewers going. Half the time, it's scientific. If you're watching a horror movie and you cover your ears so you can't hear the music building the suspense and making you feel those creepy things, what you're seeing isn't going to be as scary to you. Hmm. They've done studies on it. Interesting. Whereas if you're closing your eyes watching a horror movie, you're going to be more scared because you hear it, whereas vice versa. So if you ever want to creep out a roommate, if you have one, just turn on some eerie music, turn the lights off, and they get yes. home. Yes, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That'd be scary. I know. And, you know, the best, the one of the best soundtracks, Lord of the Rings. I have it in my car. Every time I'm driving, Concerning Hobbits comes on. I'm driving around. It's summer. I'm going down Lockside. I'm by the ocean. It's green. I'm happy. I'm like, oh, my God. Yes, I'm in the Shire, and then I'm driving to work, and it's rainy, and it's January, and the Utakai song comes on, and it's like, dun 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 and I'm like, I have to get to fucking work! No wonder you get so wound up about work. 
Yeah. It's <laughs> the music's <laughs> doing it for me. Fucking listening to pump up music. I'm going to go murder some people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is the thing. of That's the point of a good soundtrack. And this movie did not have it. Because even when Amara revealed in her memory that her family got squished, guess what? The soundtrack sucked. Didn't make me feel things. No. This is a, just a poorly When Mako movie. died and she was in the first one, no soundtrack. Didn't make me feel things. Nothing yeah, I, I made me feel like, things. She died, and I was like, oh, she was just oh, like, she died. Oh, okay. Deuces. Cool. Right. So I made a note because um, this is where Nate and Jake come out, and they're wearing their pilot outfits. Look so uncomfortable. They look so much shittier than the first one. They look really bad. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, he was like, and this is where Jake's like. Normally, I would give a my, my dad would give a great speech, but I'm not my dad. And then he gives a fucking speech. I'm like, God! I put is this number speech is this speech number three or number four? Yeah. Holy speeches! This was like a recruitment video for the Jaegers mm-hmm. slash army. That's what a lot. Of, that's what I hate about a lot of these American-made movies. Oh yeah. Is like ba- look at Battleship. Ugh, they're just recruitment videos. Yep. They're so brutal. To be honest, though, if we ever did. Have a Jaeger program in Canada, which I don't know if we would because I am pretty sure you're going to say the exact same thing as me. That you join it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I wrote that down here. I'm like, I would probably sign up. Yep. If if Trudeau was like, oh, we're going to be starting a Jaeger program. Uh, My first question would be, can I operate it by myself? Yeah. Give me a small one. Give yeah. me a scrapper. I'll I, do it solo. I don't want to have to drift with somebody. No. Fuck they don't want to drift with me. You don't no. want to drift with me. You don't want to know what's going on in here. So um, this is where they figure out, oh, crap, the kaiju are going to Mount Fuji, mm-hmm. and we need to get there faster. And then they're like, hey, Herman, didn't you, uh, you say something about the- put some rocket boots yeah. on these? Can you propel these things a little faster? So they strap them on there, and I just, I was laughing because I'm like, this is the alternate ending. The, the rockets fail, <laughs> explode, the Jaegers blow die. up. They're like, shit, <laughs> now what? <laughs> then the kaiju blow up the, blow up the, the planet. Yep, and that's no, it. Finn. You, uh, so my... I had a question, like, so their blood reacts with certain things and yeah, just, like ex- just different explodes? sulfurs. Yeah. So these this Phosphorus. kaiju was totally cool with just walking there, and be like, ah, don't worry, kamikaze I'll, mission. I'll yeah. blow it up. Yeah. Uh, you'd figure if these are like conscious thinking beings. Well, yeah, because it was piloting that Jaeger. Yeah. So, and it was drifting with. So new, like you'd think that they're they're smart. They're they're yeah, they have a contingency plan so they don't die. Yeah. No. So one of them is just like, he drew the short straw, I guess. He pulled yeah. the struck match. He's like, shit, I got to go blow God myself up in Mount Fuji. Well, the three Ugh. of them did. And then here's what I didn't like. And Wait, wait. Did they combine? So they yes. combined? Yes, that's what oh, happened. God. There were the three kaijus. And... Oh, they all get to town super quick, yep. I might add, as well. Yep. But that goes back to my point of they're huge and they can cover a lot mm-hmm. of ground very quickly. So the three kaijus are there. And then... Gypsy, Avenger, Athena, uh, Phoenix, and... I love that you actually remember the names. Yeah. I just remember Gypsy, Gypsy Avenger, that's it. Um, Athena, Saber Phoenix, and fucking... I forget. I'm just going to call the fourth one. Um, They're all getting ready to go. And then, yeah, the Russian dude in the Jaeger, he starts playing the... And I'm just like, why couldn't you take this movie as seriously as you took the first one? 
different, this direct, one, different director. This one, you can tell it was geared to a more younger audience. It was. And so they get there and they're fighting. And this is exactly why you don't let kids who have never finished their training fight in a Jaeger. Um, you, you don't. You know... They're just, they're acting so cavalier and they get one good shot on the kaiju. <coughs> COVID! <laughs> yeah. And then the Trollolololol Jaeger is, you know, him and the other guy are like, ha ha, run, that's right, run. Oh, yeah, because it goes underground. It's like, we got them. These aren't so tough. Yeah. Are you dumb? Yeah, you are. You're a child. So, um, when they're fighting this one, because they've, they've all, the three have combined. Wait, hold on. Yeah, the three kaiju yeah. have combined into one. And at this oh, point. See, oh, yeah. So, because the little aliens come out too. Yeah, the, that's. So they so, jump on. Okay, so three combined, and then those ones add on to the combination so they're of called, three. They're called rippers. Mm-hmm. So they're deployed, and they're, um, they're like robots little nanobots with kaiju infused dna Uh. and they're running to the kaiju and what they're doing is they're ripping apart at the seams the three kaiju and forming them together to make the one big one i see because that was a little unclear yeah i think that's what's happening but i'm not sure for me this went from the really cool original idea of giant Godzilla like monsters fighting robots into okay it's the Power Rangers. Yep, that's what someone said was it was a grown up Power no not even grown up Power Rangers just a Power Ranger ripoff. Yeah, the kaiju three of them formed together to create one and I'm like, "Oh, it's a reverse Power Ranger situation." And then um, in the three-person piloted Phoenix, Vic drops down and is starts gunning. And I'm like, yep, it's Power Rangers mixed with Transformers. Oh, and, and in the midst of all this, I made a note that they've said save the world oh about God. seven times by this point. Yep. It was getting really annoying. Like, we got to go save the world. Yeah. Oh, we got to save the world. I can help you save the world. Like, shut the fuck up. I know. Stop saying that. No. It sounds stupid. Yeah. So, um, oh, I made a note of this too. When they're fighting this giant kaiju, he, I think it's Gypsy Avenger, Avenger, punches the kaiju. The kaiju catches the punch. Then it's like, and it goes like a 10, 15 second long view of the energy going yep. through the kaiju into its hand. And then it punches it back. I'm like, what were you doing the whole time? I know, just it was watching. holding your hand. Yes. Yeah. Pull out your fucking sword. Right. Chop its arm off. Yeah. Chop its head off. You could have done anything. Yeah. Stab it. Do something. Or even get your gravity gun and be like, you know. Yes. But they were like, what is it doing? And, and they start dragging buildings onto it. And the, <sighs> those buildings are falling exceptionally fast. Yeah. So I guess that was the gravity gun, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Pulling that shit off. And then the everyone is you know, feeling shitty because nothing's working. And the middle finger troll, ki- troll kaiju fighter, Jaeger, dis- the two, the Russian kid and the other guy decide to go after it. And Jake is saying, stand down, stop it. Don't, don't run after it. That's an order. And the Russian kid is like, I got this. It gets swung around like a rag doll mm-hmm. through the entire city. And then Meanwhile, thousands of people are probably dying. Oh, that's one note I made because you saw so many people 
running away and getting crushed and not making it to those kaiju pods that went into the ground. And then Herman says, everyone is under, is in underground shelters. You're good to take off. No, they're fucking not. Not everybody. (laughs) You killed a lot of people. Yeah. So all the little aliens come, they jump on there, blah, blah, blah. They get their asses kicked. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and oh, yeah, Nate kind of gets stabbed. Uh, yeah, I made a note of them. Um, I hope those pods that they're in are like full of secure foam or something. Yeah, because right. They just hit the ground hard. Yeah. They don't go up in the air and eject a parachute. They <laughs> just fucking fall. <laughs> they just dome like, into the ground. Okay. But it looked like they're in some sort of weird stasis field or something when they go in there. Yeah. But um, That's so this not is explained. This, at this point, yeah, Buddy stabbed, Nate stabbed, and uh, Jake's trying to operate Gypsy Avenger by himself. And Amara's like, "Hold on, I'm gonna come and help you." And she's like, "I'm gonna jump." She doesn't get anywhere near where she's supposed to go. What if no. he didn't catch her? Yeah, what she's if just he, dead. Yeah, what if Nate didn't wake up and Jake couldn't have the brain power? And then they send Scrapper because then Chow mm-hmm. shows up. She's like, "I got something for you." Uh, she's in Scrapper. Little Scrapper. Scrapper. Falls out of the sky, hits five buildings on the way down, just destroying shit. Yep. Like, I wonder if there's some sort of budget in there for, like, fixing. Well, obviously there isn't. They haven't fixed shit. All this. So this is like, we don't give a shit if we wreck anything. (laughs) You break stuff, it's fine. Don't worry about it. She's just trashing the city on her way in. I know. (laughs) And she's like, my company won't help. (laughs) Yeah, I'm rich, but uh, I don't really care. Fuck you. So this thing is on its way to Mount Fuji. It's almost there. Again, it's like three kilometers away. Yeah. And so it should have got there. In a second. No problem. Yeah. And at this point, Gypsy Avengers, the robot's face shield is gone because it got stabbed through. And I'm thinking, you know, if they're shot into the atmosphere and then coming down, wouldn't they literally burn up? Because nothing's protecting them? Yes, because I just watched... What did I just watch? Oh, it was the episode two of History 101. Oh. It's all about the space the space race. And they say that upon re-entry, you can reach temperatures that are half the heat of the sun. Yep. It's like, so, you yeah, you would just be vaporized. Yeah. Nobody would be alive in that, in that giant Jaeger. Yeah. Yeah, that was like my <laughs> second last note. I also put, uh, we got to save the world again. I, oh, Because that, as they're falling, she's like, oh... Oh, I don't feel so bad. Why? Because we got to save the world. I'm like, ah. I know. Stop it. I'm at this point. I'm rooting for the kaiju to get to the volcano quick, volcano quicker. And then, so Gypsy Avenger lands right onto the mega kaiju, and blows it to pieces. Yeah, yeah, in half. And then it tricks us. It fakes us out and makes it think it's alive. And they're having a snowball fight. Because yeah, at the end of this, they're just like. Oh, hey, we did it. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> there's no, like, shock of, holy shit, we just completely trashed Japan. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people died, even people that we know and yeah. friends and stuff. But uh, Even that one cadet snow in her fight. <laughs> And he's I've like, the seen. snow is what you're noticing. Really? And then the little, not post credit scene, but they have Charlie Day imprisoned. And he's saying as the possessed kaiju, we're just going to keep coming and keep coming. We're not going to stop. And then the cliche mistake, they're setting it up, obviously, for a third movie. And John Boyega is like, we're going to come for them. Not going (laughs) to lie. If that if that movie comes out, 100 percent, I will be in the theater to watch that. I would love 
I love the idea on paper of finally the Jaegers going through the breach and going to wherever the Kaiju come from so we can see where they come from. They, they will. Yeah. It'll happen. Ugh, that was Pacific Rim Uprising. Mm-hmm. Thank God it's done. It, I don't know. What do you rate this? I actually pre-wrote my rating, too. Do you pre-write and stuff? So I'm giving this four mega kaijus out of 12 ice cream toppings. Wow. Because the visuals themselves were great. They didn't suffer between movies at all. Um, never once, like obviously looking at the Jaegers and the kaiju, you know they're CGI, but they're not poorly done CGI. Mm-hmm. Um. I also loved Charlie Day as a villain. I loved the reveal of him being a villain. I, y- you and I can s- sniff out plot twists yeah. in bad movies and sometimes in good movies from a mile away, but I had no idea that was coming at all. Um, so I'm glad they didn't go with the stereotypical, you know, the Asian is trying to take over with the devices and stuff. Because, um, yeah, that's what, looked like, that's what it looked like where it was going. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Mako returned. At least some, one person did. Oh, I also love the fact that I learned that being non-compatible with drifting is due to like sexual embarrassment. Hmm. It's it's such a random piece of information that nobody needed to come up with yeah. or add to well, the plot of drifting. Somebody made it up, though. Yeah. Like, it's just a made-up piece of information. Oh, yeah. drifting isn't real. No, but that's what I mean. Somebody was like, how, how are we going to make it explainable why certain people can't drift with certain people? Oh, sexual embarrassment. Done. Yeah. It's an easy solution. I'm going to rate this four broken gypsy masks out of 10 Mount Fuji volcanoes. Because mm. yeah, I'm going to agree with you on all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Charlie Day was great. The cinematics were really good. The the fight oh, the fight scenes were ridiculous. I can't say I enjoyed those. Yeah. Yeah, but it lacked so much. A cohesive storyline, stakes. Character. Character development. Yeah. Because we didn't really get to know anybody. No. No no real backstories except for like Jake and kind of Amara, but not really. No motivation behind anybody. No. It was just a a slap together movie like, ah, we have to get another one out, so just do it. That's what it felt like. And It was an unnecessary sequel. And also because they didn't even men they mentioned Charlie Hunnam's character once, just in speaking. They didn't mention if he's alive, if he's dead, what happened. He did. Did he die? No. The hell happened at the end? Oh yeah, him and Mako lived. Yeah, that's right. Then no yeah. mention of that either. No. <sighs> Dicks. I know. <gasps> Are you ready to draw out of this? Yes. Time for another pick. Time for another bad one. The perfect. Weapon? The perfect weapon. <laughs> what is this? So this is, uh, I went, I went eighties. I went eighties or nineties on this one. It's a movie where the guy's a cop. Love. He doesn't carry a weapon. Ooh. Because he is the weapon. <gasps> <laughs> yes. It's a classic eighties or early nineties martial arts movie. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah! It's uh, I can't. I watched it when I was probably ten, so I can't <gasps> remember anything about it. 
I just remember I thinking, I want to watch. I, I got a bunch of a bunch of like eighties and nineties stuff on my list. It's some good stuff. Yes. But yeah, it should be fun. All right. Well, everybody, that's been Pacific Room Up and Rising. Yeah. Well, everybody. Bye. Bye. is real garbage 